The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For whoever, hum- for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to Lord Jesus In the first reading this evening, we heard part of a letter St. Paul wrote towards the end of his life. He was an older man by then and knew the end of his earthly life was swiftly approaching, especially since he had just, he'd recently received a death sentence. So it was easy for him to see the end. Imprisoned and having lots of free time, he reflected back on his life. And despite facing execution and mockery, Isolation and humiliation, despite having endured shipwrecks, persecutions, stonings, imprisonment, and poverty, he could bravely proclaim, the Lord stood by me and gave me strength. Now, had he been stuck in the moment, had his thoughts never drifted from his grave predicament, maybe he wouldn't have had such a positive attitude. He could have falsely thought he'd been abandoned by God. But he knew there was more to his life than that one moment, that additional factors, other experiences and powers contributed to his life and even made up the bulk of his story. Only by viewing the whole of his life and his connection to the rest of creation could St. Paul make an accurate observation of how God had been working in his life. Context is important. Context is the bigger picture of life. I mean, each of us have our own story, but it remains incomplete without considering how the story of one impacts on all. Really, that's a huge reason why we care to pay attention to the news, because we know our lives must be viewed from a higher perspective from within a fuller context. Russia and the Ukraine and their conflict are far away, but we know part of our own stories are connected to what's going on there, so we're eager to pay attention to what's going on. For a couple of weeks now, we've been reflecting on news. Though we all deeply long for good news, For some reason, it's usually bad news that catches our attention, brings us down, and fills us with fear. 
So we could all use some good news, especially God's good news. Our faith centers on the life of Jesus, as told, uh, as told through four books found in the Bible that we call Gospels, a word that for the Greeks meant good news. We recognize that while the news we usually pay attention to presents more of the same stories that often make the world look bleak, the Gospels reveal to us true news, capital N News. The good news is truly unique because it's not more of the same, but is about God present and working among his people. Weather forecasts and the reports of journalists can't always be trusted, but we observed through the parable of the unjust judge how God's good news is completely trustworthy. We're sometimes tempted to give up praying, to listening for God when he seems unjustly delayed in answering prayers. But his justice, mercy, and love have been demonstrated, not just in word, but in the ultimate act of justice through the death and resurrection of Jesus. So there's every reason to believe God keeps his promises. Just as the full story of our lives remains incomplete without context, without a view of the larger picture of our history and how it connects with the stories of others, the good news needs context too. It too needs a view of how it connects with history and how our own lives and and uh, with our own lives in order to be fully appreciated. Because when God's good news is seen simply as something that happened long ago on another continent, separated from history and the life of every person today, it sometimes appears as bad news. The scriptures are filled with stories of how humankind rebelled against God shortly after he created all there is. We hear stories of conflict, toil, and all the problems brought into the world through our sin problems that still plague us today. That's the bad news. And when God's story and history stops there, something huge is missing. We can't get caught up in just one moment. Perhaps, and, and, and when we do, it's sometimes why our faith can come across as something negative. But God's good news doesn't get caught up in one moment. It doesn't end with sin. The full story of God's good news reveals how our all-loving God never turns his back on us. Even to Adam and Eve, he promised to send a savior and redeemer to restore creation. And throughout the Old Testament, more and more of God's plan for a savior is revealed. This is a larger context, a fuller picture, and it didn't end with the last page of the Bible. It continues on through today through the lives of saints, and into the lives of each one of us. God's good news is true good news, but sometimes it's delivered by reminding us of the bad. After all, the promise of a Savior means much more for those who understand and appreciate the need for a Savior, the need for this world to be saved from death and for our own need to be saved from sin, and selfishness. The Gospels, God's good news, is best appreciated 
when seen uh, present in our lives from this fuller picture, including the good and the bad. This is the problem of the Pharisee uh, mentioned in the parable Jesus told in the gospel. That Pharisee there, it is good that he wasn't a thief or rogue or adulterer. It's great that he had a practice of fasting and gave a tenth of his income to others. That's all good. But being caught up in that moment, he forgot about a need for a savior. It's a trap easy to fall into, especially when things are going good in our lives, when we recognize that God has gifted gifted us with many strengths. The opposite is also true, though. If we get caught up in the bad moment, in a bad moment or a bad time in our lives, it's easy to believe falsely that we could have been abandoned by God altogether. No, instead, a full picture, a full context, means respecting both, acknowledging good and bad, acknowledging our shortcomings, but also the great gift Jesus has given us through his very life. And so we're always happy to pray by thanking God for the blessings he's given into our lives, for the strengths he's given us, but also by, by being like that tax, tax collector also, recognizing our need for a Savior. God of all, we come before you in prayer and worship. We ask that uh, through your Holy Spirit, our hearts and minds would be open to recognize the fuller context of our lives and of your good news. May we never be caught up in a single moment, but see how you have worked throughout history and throughout the life of each person. Through this, may we be guided in your ways, to not only to praise you, but also to seek out our Savior, in whose name we offer this prayer. Amen.